Welcome to the Insurance Talk with Galizano Insurance Podcast. Here's your host, Margaret Galuski. Well, welcome back, everyone. Charlie McDermott, co-host, producer of the show, back in the studio with Margaret. How you doing, Margaret? Good morning, Charlie. Doing well. How are you? Doing terrific. And but uh, you know, life is the same uh, over here. But where you're at, you, you've got some excitement. You got construction going outside your office and all kinds of stuff. So maybe we'll hear some bangs, and maybe it'll look like an earthquake on the video with you shaking up and down. Yeah, you might even on. hear my voice shake a little because it seems to vibrate <laughs> when it starts going in the background. So I apologize in advance. Uh, well, you know, even construction can't keep you down. So uh, <laughs> thanks for for making it. And more importantly, I, I'll tell you, I, I am just every time we do an episode, I I learn something new. I mean, the the, the solar panel or, or mm-hmm. episode that we did just opened my eyes. Uh, you know, certainly for, for listeners, if you missed that episode, was that the last one we did? I'm, I'm trying I to remember. Uh, yeah, we've covered so many things. Yeah. Um, so for listeners who didn't uh, hear that one, make sure you go back and watch or listen to that episode because Margaret covered some really important questions that you need to check in with your home insurance company before you sign the dotted line on your solar contract. Uh, and today kind of is in the same, uh, I, I guess, uh, mold, right? You know, uh, some things that we just assume uh, we're covered for that maybe we're not uh, when it comes to uh, maybe just picking up some extra dollars doing uh, DoorDash or uh, Uber Eats or one of those services. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Margaret. Fill us in. Sure. Thank you. So what I'm finding is that most people don't realize when they sign up for their auto insurance, they're basically signing an application. And you in that application is a list of questions that ask, are you going to do a ride share? Are you going to be doing any delivery? And um, normally on a personal auto application, that's a no. And when that changes to something like the vehicle is being used for delivery, even um, like people like to have the, the food shopping done for them and delivered to their door, um, food delivered to their door, it's super convenient. But what a lot of people don't realize Um, Those companies might tell you that you're covered while the app is in use, but what they're not aware of, or I don't know, is that your personal insurance carrier doesn't want that exposure and it could Mm -hmm. make you ineligible for coverage with them or worse, the potential for a claim being denied um, if one is filed. Accidents happen. We don't want them to happen, but they do. And when they find out about that, what they consider to be a commercial exposure, um, that could leave someone, you know, at risk for the claim being denied. And it's not fun to pay for something and have nothing in return when you need it. So it's super important to talk to whoever you're insured with or insuring with, or if things change, because life changes all the time. We know this. Um, I actually know someone who applied for DoorDash and I said, I happen to insure them. And I said, you know, if you do that, we have to write you a commercial auto policy because who you're insured with just doesn't insure for that. Um, And people say, oh, well, they'll never know. Believe me, when an accident happens, they send out 
Yeah, no, they have ways of, of finding these things out. Yeah, especially if it's a large claim. I mean, uh, uh, it's a, I mean, even small claim, it, it doesn't really matter. But boy, that's uh, it, it's kind of like the uh, again, the last episode with solar panels, you know, with once it happens, you can't reverse it. And uh, you can't reverse it. And, you know, it's not just it's even the ride share. So if they're driving for one of those carriers that one of those companies that are super popular now, whether it's, you know, Uber or Lyft, you have to be careful that, you know, you have that ride share endorsement on your policy because the only time the other company is going to be covering you is when, when that app is in use. Um, so you don't want there to be any gaps in coverage and you don't want, you know, them to find out that you were using your vehicle for another use other than personal use. You know, we asked the question, how many, how many miles do you drive the vehicle per day? And rating is based on that. So think about it. If you're driving mm. around with the app on, you're at risk for something happening because you're on the road more. So, you know, it's, it's just, I cannot emphasize mm. how important it is to speak to your carrier, or if you have an agent, talk to your agent so that you are correctly covered and see if it's worth it to have that commercial policy. You know, you know how much you're gonna make versus how much you're gonna pay out. That all has to be considered. Wow, wow. So two follow-up questions to that for our listeners who are maybe considering full-time, part-time employment with one of those services, rideshare endorsement. Can, can you explain what that is? So basically the carrier wants to know, um, are you using, they want to know the usage. Are you using this for personal use only? Are you using it to get to and from work? Are you using it um, for business purposes? Are you going to three or more stops a day? Because this all changes the exposure. The rideshare endorsement basically just tells the company, yes, I am doing, you know, I am going to be transporting people for money, um, you know, and then it will coordinate how the, how they say it will coordinate when the app is in use and out of use. They're basically aware of it. Um, If you don't have that and then you have an accident and they didn't know about it, they can deny the claim. Mm -hmm. So you just don't want to be in a position where a claim is denied. And also, you know, one other thing I wanted to touch on, um, which isn't actually with the rideshare, but business signage for people that even tell their company, yes, I use it for business purposes. If I were to put a magnet on my car with my carrier saying Galazano insurance, and I have an accident, even though I told them I use my, my car for business and personal use, once I put a magnet on that car, if I have a claim, they can also deny it or vehicle wraps. So that's another thing I just want to touch on while we're discussing personal to commercial. Right. Even though you tell your carrier, yes, I use it for business. Once you put signage on it or a wrap or a magnet and an accident happens, again, you don't want to be on the other end of a denial. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. So bottom line, when in doubt, just have a conversation with your agent. My goodness. Uh, okay. So, so then you mentioned something during that explanation about miles driven and I, I, I you mm-hmm. know, we're all aware of that. You know, we, we kind of make our best guess, but let's say mm-hmm. that 
six months into the policy, I get transferred, uh, but I don't move. And, and instead of my commute being right down the street, it becomes a whatever, 100 mile a day uh, um, commute. And mm-hmm. it really significantly increases what I had estimated. Am I in danger of being denied or, or, or have you had any experience with, with anyone really um, uh, losing out in a case like that? So that, you know, that's more of what we do here. We send out informational emails or we'll follow up at, you know, when your renewal is coming up, has your exposure changed? Has anything changed? You're not in as much danger there. So if you got a job transfer, you're not misrepresenting to the company at the time of the application. It's something that should be updated, but, you know, when we're talking about commercial exposure and food delivery and, you know, things like that, that's where it gets a little dicey. You getting a transfer. um, Again, I can't speak for the carrier, but I've never seen a claim denied for something like that. Okay. And then how about something like uh, an umbrella policy? Would that cover you uh, if, if say you, you didn't listen to this episode and, Mm -hmm. but you had an umbrella and you were driving for Uber um, Uber Eats, DoorDash. Uh, I love that, that question. So an umbrella policy basically goes over your your existing policies. You're required to carry the first, you know, your self-insured retention. So they set minimum requirements. So it's not going to cover you for something that's not included on the underlying. So if your underlying denies it, how is that going to umbrella over it? Yeah, yeah. So again, we're back to the basics uh, before you make that move. Uh, call your agent. When in doubt, you know, if you have a question, call. And, you know, I've talked agent. to the reps, even like for, for companies that do restaurant delivery, you know, and they tell someone, oh, take this pizza here. You know, I've said to the reps, what are you going to do in that circumstance? Because these companies, they're big, well-known companies and they want proof of the the individual's personal auto insurance, you know, and my argument is they know this isn't covered, but they're using it anyway. So in the representatives from the carriers tell me we deny them all day long when we find out it's for food delivery. So how about uh, like pizza delivery where you're not using the company car, you're using your own. Is that, that falls under the same. Yeah, that falls under the same, the same I actually know people where, you know, when I first wrote their policies and then it's like you find out at church, oh, my son is delivering pizza for wherever. And I'm like, oh, no, he's not. You know, he can't be using his own car for that Um, because it's just not it's not something that's going to be covered. You know, it's a commercial use and it's changing the rating of the. Yeah. you know, what, what they agreed to insure you for. And again, it goes back to that application. That is what they will go to, you know, mm-hmm. and look, you sign this. So, you know, read the fine print, but also talk to your agent. You can't just say, I didn't know. Insurance is a contract. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Anything else we should know about this topic uh, before we uh, end this eye-opening episode. <laughs> so that that's basically the, the most important message I yeah. can get across is to, yeah. you know, when you're changing 
anything that usage, you're going to decide to do something when it involves the use of your vehicle. You know, people, I'll see it posted on those, those Cape, you know, um, the neighborhood sites, whatever you're on, what yeah. will someone charge to take me to the airport? Once you start taking money, um, uh, whether yeah. it's for your boat, whether it's for your home, uh, you know, whatever to do home sharing, which we'll, we'll do that in another podcast. We'll talk about yeah, that, Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you have to be super careful. Otherwise that insurance policy you're carrying means nothing. And you want yeah. it to mean everything in the event of a loss. Wow. Awesome. Well, coverage matters. what's that? I said coverage matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think we've gotten through this episode without things falling from your ceiling, you know, from the construction outside so. of the earthquake mm -hmm. scenario. So that's good. But before we go for our listeners who maybe are, they have a few questions for you or aren't sure about their policy and so forth. Uh, you can get a hold of Margaret and or her team. Uh, the, the web address is galizano.com. That's G-A-L-E-Z-A-N-O.com or Give them a call, 239-202-0233. Margaret, you have a great rest of the day there. Thanks, Charlie. You do the same. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Talk with Galazano Insurance Podcast. To learn more about Galazano Insurance, go to www.galazano.com. That's www.galezano.com or call 239 Two zero two zero two three three.